This episode is brought to you by the Copywriter Club in Real Life, our live event in San Diego this March 12th through 14th. You can get your tickets now at thecopywriterclub.com slash T-C-C-I-R-L. Hey, Rob. Hey, Kira. Happy 2020. It's always a little awkward starting these when we don't write an an intro for ourselves to read about ourselves, but this is uh, a, an episode where we don't have a guest. We're just going to talk amongst ourselves. So yeah, let's let's do it. Happy 2020 to you too. Yeah, it's been a while since we've chatted and recorded it, um, even though we chat just about daily. So um, let's talk about some podcast episodes that were our favorites from 2019. Um, some of the top most downloaded episodes, some of the ones that have resonated the most with us. But first, uh, let's just catch up a bit. What's been new with you, Rob, since, I don't know, last time we recorded anything? I don't know what episode that was, but it's been a while. It's definitely been a while since, we, it's been even longer <laughs> since just you and I talked. It's been a while since we had it's been a year. Talk. Has it been a year? Yeah, maybe. It's been a long time. So you would think that there would be some really big changes over the course of a year. And, uh, you know, I haven't done anything as exciting as a move, but uh, this year is the first year that I am the only male person in my household. My oldest son is away to college and my youngest son is uh, living in uh, in Phoenix on a mission. And yeah, so it, the dynamic in my house has changed dramatically uh, <laughs> without any boys around. It's, uh, it's You're the only quieter. dude. It's true. But yeah. How has it changed? How is it different at home? It, it yeah. is a, a lot quieter. Uh, you know, I miss my, my son's when they're not here, obviously, you know, that my oldest son c- comes home from college quite a bit. And so he's around and we, you know, it's great having older children, but I definitely miss the rowdiness. I didn't ever think that I would, but I do. I miss, I miss the noise and the rowdiness. On the other hand, it's a lot quieter around here. And so I'm able to get more work done during the day. And that is kind of awesome. Yeah, I'll send Henry. Henry can spend some time at your house if there he you needs go. some extra rowdiness. Yeah, we'll I bring that. I will take him any day. We, we can hang out and do Lego and, and whatever. So what what big changes have happened for you? Uh, so the biggest change for me over the last year was just moving. Moving to from New York City to Washington, D.C. So still on the East Coast, but it was a pretty big move. And I think I always underestimate the toll it takes to move your family and your house to a different city and how long it takes to actually get settled. We're still getting settled, but it's been a nice change. It's been really exciting and just a different energy in the city and more space in our home too, compared to our shoebox apartment in New York City. So overall, I feel like it's been a really good move. Yeah. It's funny. We think about moving day, but there's no such thing as moving day. It's like moving year. I mean, I, there's still box. I moved, I think, 15 years ago into the house that we live in now, and there's still boxes in our basement that have stuff stored, right? That we just don't open. So, yeah, yeah, our living room is full of boxes. So even as I'm thinking about the new year, I'm like, oh, there's still that. I still have to take care of all of that, which I'm not great at because I'd rather work on the business than unpack boxes. Talk to but talk to podcast guests. Sure. <laughs> It will be done eventually, but it's been a really fun change and um, also just good because I was in New York for 12 years. So it kind of just felt like it was time to switch it up and explore a new city. 
Yeah, I totally get that. And now that you're in a new city, you've probably got a few new goals, new things that you want to do. It's the new year. Like, how do, how do you approach your resolutions or goals? Yeah. So I guess I have stopped making resolutions, but it's just more, okay, what are my goals? I have a couple of sheets of paper with just random notes. So I won't bore you or anyone listening with all of those ideas. Um, but some of the top ones for me are more travel focused, which um, travel has been a big priority the past few years. So we went to Indonesia last summer for a month. And this summer, I'm looking forward to more travel. So I already am looking at a, a conference in Iceland. I've never been to Iceland. And then we have a family reunion in France. So we want to spend time in France and explore for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. So yeah, travel is takes precedent. And um, it's fun to think about that. And then I would say another goal that I pulled from you, because Rob, you inspire me, uh, is to read for 30 minutes every day, which uh, I know you do that. And it's something that I think it sounds so easy and simple, but it's easy to step away from that. And it's really easy to think that you are doing that, especially if you love books and you love to read and you collect books like I do. It's easy for me to kind of trick myself into thinking I'm reading more than I'm actually reading. So I think having that time around 30 minutes and really sticking to that every day will help me make more progress in my reading than what typically happens is I get distracted or my kids call me and I read a couple of pages and then that's it for the day. Yeah. So that's a big one, a big achievable, easy one that shouldn't be too hard. I have a couple other ones, but what about you, Rob? What are some of your goals? First of all, I'm going to have to send you my list of places to go in France because, you know, after yes. spending some time there, it is what that's that's awesome and maybe I'm going to have to think a little bit more about what we're going to do travel-wise this summer. Um I I don't really I, I kind of have this love-hate relationship with goals and resolutions. Um and I've tried to think, I know this is maybe um kind of popular right now, but I've been trying to think about these more as habits than goals, things that I'm trying to achieve, but rather trying to just change different things that I do on a daily basis. And one of the things that I have gotten away from over the past year that I definitely need to get back to is just building a better habit of healthy eating. I know when we first met Kira, I think I was off of sugar. I didn't eat any sugar for a long time. And uh, that's been, uh, I've gotten away from that. And so- I next, thought you were still off sugar. I just assumed no, that you never I, eat sugar. No, I've, I've, well, and you know, we've had some visitors from the UK who brought a suitcase full of Cadbury's chocolates and, uh, every, every kind of candy bar that we can't get here, uh, they've brought over. And so, um, I, uh, I need to get back to that habit. So that's, that's on my list is that I'm going to be eating healthier in the coming year. And then also, I mean, you mentioned my habit of reading and I haven't been as deliberate and purposeful in choosing the books that I want to read. You know, oftentimes I'll just sort of default to fiction or things that are maybe a little bit more mind candy. And so I am going to be a lot more purposeful in choosing the books that I'm reading this year. In fact, I posted a short post in the Copywriter Underground Facebook group, just asking for people's favorite uh, nonfiction books, uh, because I'm going to be adding a few of those to my list. So uh, definitely going to strengthen that habit as well. And then you and I have some business goals, and we won't get into the details of what those are, but we're going to be doing some pretty different things in the Copywriter Club and, and maybe even introducing a new product or two. 
uh, in growing the underground and trying to improve and just make all of the resources that we offer for copywriters that much better, that much more available, and hopefully uh, help inspire more writers to become better at what they do. Yeah, I wrote down for a lot of business goals, but one of them is around building a team. And I feel like I'm someone who maybe even five years ago, maybe less than that, the idea of growing a team, building a team uh, just turned me off completely. I was like, that's not why I went into entrepreneurship. I just want to be solo. And then here I am with a business partner and excited to grow a team and to um, mentor team members and figure out how we can grow and expand. So that's just always surprising when you change your mind so dramatically about something that you're excited about. But I think that will be a big, have a big effect on our business as we move into the new year. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that too, because I used to have a corporate job where I was running, you know, this business for HP and at some point HP decided to close all of that down. And so I had to lay off more than a hundred people. And I've, I've talked about this in the past with other people, but it was easily the worst day of my life having to do that. And I told myself at that point, like, I'm never going to have to do that again. Like I never oh want to work gosh. with a team and you know, I, I wouldn't call it trauma necessarily, but it, it's one of those experiences that really had an impact on me. And so even exploring, you know, this, the idea of having a team help us with the copywriter club uh, has, it, it, there's definitely some mindset issues that I've got to overcome again, because uh, you know, I, I just never wanted to be in that <laughs> position again. Hopefully the copywriter club continues to grow and build, and we don't ever find ourselves in that position as we continue to offer a lot of value to people. But uh, yeah, so growing a team is definitely something that's going to be uh, fun and exciting, <laughs> fun. <laughs> and like, Hey, hiring people, you know, that's a lot of fun. It is, no, fun. It kind of, it is, it is fun. It is exciting. And it's going to allow us to do a lot of things that we haven't been able to do in the past, which I am excited. So you laid off a hundred people in one day. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a, how is that even possible? That's crazy. Well, it was a crazy day, but it's one of those things. And it just, you know, just kind of, I don't know that it, well, those corporate decisions that just don't make a lot of sense. And in, in, I think in almost every case, people are definitely better off than what they were, you know, now, but those kinds of things are definitely hard to get through. Oh, okay. Um, and then the last item I had for a goal for the upcoming year is to be less of a contrarian because I always feel so proud of myself for being a contrarian. And recently I just have had a bunch of people call me out on it, especially when I play cards against humanity. And it's really clear that I'm a contrarian when I play that game and everyone can just see through it. So I had someone challenge me to be less of a contrarian in 2020, and I'm going to try to do that. I'm not quite sure how to do it. But Rob, you are allowed to call me out if I'm being a contrarian, for just for the sake of being a contrarian with no other reason. This is going to be great because then every time you disagree with me, I'll just say, no, 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 you're just being a contrarian. You got to not do that. I, I like know. this goal. This is not going to go well. I'm going to cross that out right now. But that's kind of it for the upcoming year. I know we have other goals, but let's talk about some other events that are coming up and what is happening in the Copywriter Club. Big event coming up. I know we've mentioned this a few times. If you've been in the group, if you've listened to the podcast, the Copywriter Club in real life. This coming March, 12th through 14th, uh, is happening. We've got an amazing lineup of speakers. We've had amazing speakers the last two years, and I think this year's even 
better, maybe, uh, or, or certainly as good. Um, and I'm excited to hear from you know, so many of the people that I respect in this business to learn from them, but even more so just hanging out with copywriters for three days is so much fun. And, uh, it, it's unlike any other conference that I've ever been to maybe because everybody who's there sort of understands the struggles that we all have. We, we're all in the same place. We're all trying to accomplish similar things and the ideas, the relationships, the friendships. Uh, it's, it's an amazing three days and highly encourage anybody who is thinking about doing a conference this year to choose TCC IRL in March and join us in San Diego and have a lot of fun. Yeah. And just to share some of the speakers we have, I'll share some. That. Sorry, that was my, uh, that was scary. That, was <laughs> that freaked yeah. me out. Yeah, sorry, oh my gosh. Me. Creepy robots. Yeah, it was <clears throat> artificial intelligence at its best. It's just the robots taking over the world in our podcast. You should leave it. Okay. So a couple speakers and Rob, if I forget anyone, let me know. We have um, Joanna Weeb is coming back for the third time. She's uh, been at all three of our events. So we're excited to have her back. We also have Jasmine Starr. Joel Kletke, Momo Price, Kirsty Fanton, Sam Woods, Tyler James Koenig, Sage Polaris, Justin Blackman, Rachel K. Elbers. And then we have a bunch of new speakers we haven't even announced yet. So I do, we can share a couple of their names too. Yeah. And, and we're actually still waiting for confirmation from some of right. the speakers as we've invited them to speak or to participate in panels. And so uh, I believe uh, Abby Woodcock is coming back as well to participate on a panel and to share uh, her knowledge. Lindsay Hopmeyer is coming. Jen Walker and Jen Haveis, uh are going to be speaking. Uh, they're going to be doing something together, actually, which will be a little different from things that we've done in the past. And there's uh, a bunch of others that uh, I can't wait to to hear from. Yeah, um, Stefan Georgie, who's one of the top copywriters out there right now, and Bond Halbert is coming back for the second time. Jamie Jensen, we're really excited to have her for the first time, and Adam Benzman, who we'll probably talk about in a little bit. He had a really popular podcast episode on our show too. So, and then again, we're waiting to hear back from a lot of people. We have three different panels this year, so we're going to have some really great discussions about. Um, pricing, packaging, scaling your business, mindset. <laughs> I mean, we're going to definitely talk about what's happening in your head this year more than we did last year. So that will be really fun to incorporate that discussion too. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. And then of course, there are the, we organize dinners and lunches for people so that, you know, you're never alone. If you, if you want to participate in them, just, you know, we ask you to send us your name and we match you up in a group of say six to eight people and everybody goes out together. And, uh, you know, that helps bring people together, create new relationships. That's something that no other conference that we're aware of does. And it's one of the things I think that people really have liked in the past two years as we've gotten together. Well, yeah, I don't think other conferences do it because it takes a lot of work to put people lot. into groups and then to make sure it's the right group. But we want to take the time to do that and make sure you're with the right people just so you aren't necessarily eating lunch alone. You're eating with a group of people that uh, you can connect with. So we also have a VIP ticket this year for the first time ever. Um, so I think we have a couple VIP spots left. And yeah, I think we have nine spots left. Nine. Okay. Uh, so the cool thing about the VIP option is that when you sign up for VIP, you get a half day 
implementation session with the two of us um, and with a couple other speakers and workshop presenters we're bringing in where we're really going to dive into taking the content and figuring out how you can actually use it in your business and apply it so you can go back to your business and home with a plan that you can use. So it's not just like we're throwing content at you, you can figure out how to use it. And then we also have a private dinner as part of the VIP package on the first night, um, the kickoff night. So you can have a private dinner with our speakers and our Think Tank Mastermind members, and it will be more of an intimate gathering. And then there's a private VIP lunch included, a couple other perks too. Uh, but it's really just a way for you to spend more time with speakers and kind of have a couple more intimate events throughout the the conference. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, you know, if your goal for 2020 includes any kind of investing in yourself or in your business, this would be a fantastic way to kick that off to, you know, ideas for your business, ideas for self-improvement ways to improve your own copywriting, ways to find better clients, ways to increase your prices or uh, create packages that are a fit for what you want to do. We'll be talking about all of that at the event and guarantee you'll walk away with a notebook full of ideas that uh, you'll, you'll be able to spend the next four or five months implementing and doing things to grow your business. And we also have a payment plan, which is available if you want to attend, but it's just, you know, it's challenging to pay for the ticket upfront. Uh, we can break it down into three different payments, which is always helpful. I always love that when I invest in events. Yeah. And that's something not a lot of events do. Um, and so it's that's new for us. We haven't done it in the past. And we're interested to see if that helps people be able to come that might not have been able to come before. So beyond the big event in San Diego, what else is happening with the Copywriter Club? Yeah. So this week we are opening up the underground for new members. It hasn't been open for new members for about five months and we felt it was time. We've been trying to make some improvements there and we've got a bunch of things that we're in the process of changing and adding, but we didn't want to wait any longer because we know a lot of people want to kick off the new year by investing in their business. And the underground is a very, very affordable way to get access to a lot of training, a lot of ideas, and a community of people who are doing the same kinds of things as you uh, you know, develop your business and grow it into something bigger for the new year. Yeah. And the underground is great because there's so much in it, but it's funny when we talk about um, what's included, like the monthly hot seats and, and group coaching calls with us and the trainings and um, even the newsletter that is so valuable and covers a different topic every month. It's all it's all wonderful. But what our members actually say they like the most and get the most out of it is the community. So even though you may not join for the community, people stay for the community because this group is really solid and they share job leads with each other. They're critiquing each other's copy. Um, they're really supportive of each other in this group. And so it's a great way to connect with other copywriters and build some strong relationships that could help your business too. Yeah. And over the last few months, you know, we've asked several members of the underground, you know, about their successes and about, you know, what they've been able to accomplish over the last year as we've been open. And I am amazed at how many of them have made really significant growth and and increased their revenues over the past year. You know, people telling us that for the first time they've had, you know, five figure months consistently uh, and people hitting, you know, six figure goals. And it's not necessarily what the underground is all about. It, it is about hitting your goals and about being smart about the things that you want to do. But the impact that it has 
being surrounded by other people who are doing great things, who are trying new ideas, being surrounded by people who can give you answers to questions that you have or who have faced down the same challenges that you have and being able to learn from them has an impact on your business that is really hard to describe until you've been in it and until you've experienced it. And it's not, obviously the underground is that kind of a community. There are other communities do something similar, but the underground for our group and for the people who are there has just had an amazing impact on the businesses of uh, most of the members there. And it, it's really gratifying to see that. Yeah. And if you are listening and you need proof of that, we do have case studies, right? We have three case studies, um, recent case studies from underground members that actually talk about what, how their businesses changed in the underground. So we can link to those case studies in the show notes for this episode if you want to check that out. Yeah, we'll be sharing that, you know, in email. And if you haven't seen it already, it's it's there. But yeah, it's it's an amazing group, and we are open now. It's not going to be open for uh, a long period of time. I don't even know if you and I have set the dates on when we're closing it. We are keeping it open a lo- little bit longer than what we normally would, just because it's been five months since we opened last. But uh, we are going to be closing the doors again for several months. And so if that's something that you you, uh, would want to invest in your business, it's less than $100 a month. It's access to some amazing resources and certainly worth checking out. And uh, if for it, 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 there's also no commitment. I think that's important to mention. You know, if for any reason you want to leave, just let us know, and uh, you know, there's uh, no ongoing commitment there. So definitely a great way to invest in your business in the coming year. Yeah, and what I like that I, we've seen happen recently is uh, for for members to actually connect in person. So we've already seen that um, a meetup in Atlanta, I believe, with a bunch of underground members connecting in person, and uh, we plan on seeing more of that and helping um, and that happen more often in 2020. So we can connect in person as well as online. But Rob, before we move on, can you just talk a little bit about the newsletter? Because it is easy. We, we overlook the newsletter and talk about community, which is important. But each month we do share a newsletter in the underground. I know you put a ton of time into it. And um, can you just talk about some of the topics that we've covered recently and that we will cover over the next few months? Yeah. So I think a lot of people think of a newsletter as this email that shows up in your inbox. And that is not what we're talking about when we talk about the newsletter. We sent a we send out every month a print newsletter. Uh, it ranges somewhere between 12 and 20 pages. Sometimes it goes a little bit longer than that, but we tackle a topic from copywriting. Sometimes we talk about marketing. So in the past, we've talked about uh, ways to demonstrate proof in your copy. We've talked about mindset issues and self-care. We've talked about sales calls and how do you put those together. We've talked about putting together the perfect proposal. Uh, and just you know, each month, it's a different topic and we go really, really in depth. It's almost like getting some some kind of a, a book or training in print, but it's small enough to be able to sit down and, and you know read through in less than an hour. But hopefully it's the kind of stuff that can have just a massive impact on your business, give you ideas to try out over the coming month, make a few changes and help people to just do things in a new way or in a better way. And when you join the underground, we, we don't send you back issues of all of the print newsletters, but you do have access to PDFs of everything that we've sent out before. And so you can see you know, some of those issues about you know, how do you make quantum leaps and how do you uh, persuade people to you know, do things when you're writing content or copy. And that's something that we share every month because mailed to your mailbox, no matter where you are in the world. All right. 
So we hope to see you in the underground if that sounds like it's right up your alley. All right. So let's talk about podcasts from 2019. Rob, do you want to share the top podcasts? We did pull the numbers to see which podcasts were the most downloaded in 2019. So we have that list of top 10. And then we have some of our favorites that we'll share too. Uh, But let's start with the top most downloaded shows. Yeah. So I did pull the numbers and uh, from, you know, I I thought it'd be kind of fun just to review the top 10. And the number one listened to episode from 2019 was our interview with Nikita Morel. And we'll talk maybe just some details of what that included here in just a minute. Number two is when we talked with Austin Mullins. Our third most downloaded podcast episode was our interview with Amy Posner from the very beginning of, of this year. Four, number four on the list is Bob Hoffman. He's the ad contrarian that we talked to uh, this past spring. Number five was Tamara Glick. Number six, Lisa Pearson. Number seven, Matt Hall. Number eight was Robert Scrobe. Number nine was Laura Lopich. And number 10 was Kelly Chevalier. And uh, there's a little bit of a bias here because obviously the longer an episode is out, the more listeners it collects over the course of a year. And so a lot of these are from earlier on in the year, but a couple of them are actually quite late. You know, Laura Lopich, Matt Hall, uh, were, were both just, you know, very recent. And so, you know, they've got a lot of listens and maybe that's some indication of the value of both of those interviews. Right. So yeah, this doesn't necessarily mean these are the only top interviews from this past year. We have so many great ones and we'll share a couple other ones that um, really resonated with us, but it is fun just to look at those numbers and see um, what people downloaded and shared the most. Yeah. And it's hard, like you said, it's really hard to choose favorites. We did 52 episodes this year and we interviewed some amazing guests uh, you know, as I was looking through all of the interviews that we did, you know, there's some crazy ones. There's some that were maybe uh, really outside of at least what I'm comfortable with in my wheelhouse that were very different than the kinds of things that maybe we've talked about with people in the past. And there are some really good interviews with people who shared ideas for growing a business that quite literally, these are million dollar ideas that people have used to build six, seven figure businesses. So what was your favorite, Kira? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my my favorite probably is not no surprise to you, Rob, but it was the most recent one that just came out with Glenn Washington. Um, Glenn is the podcaster and producer behind Snap Judgment and behind my favorite podcast, Spooked, which is all about paranormal activities and ghost stories. So I've listened to Glenn. He's been in my ear a lot. I love his voice and the way he produces these high quality shows with the music and the audio quality. It's just, to me, it's like, that's what you strive for as a podcaster. And so speaking to him, I was actually really nervous um, as before we interviewed him, because to me, he's like, he's celeb status. Um, and so, and he didn't disappoint at all. I felt like he showed up to that interview and just brought it and shared so many valuable insights about the way he tells stories, how he looks at storytelling and um, insights that we can use as copywriters to tell stories and in our own copy about how important it is to have the hook at the beginning and to have a credible voice, um, to be a credible speaker on a podcast, but to also have a credible voice as you're writing copy and how that really is makes an impact. So that one was definitely one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, what about you, Rob? 
I was going to say that one with Glenn was really fun. He, I think he was recording in a basement. He just had a flood or whatever. So it was very real, but the things that he shared were fantastic. And then I just happened to be out driving on Saturday and turned on NPR and there was Glenn, you know, telling his story, you know, sharing uh, one of his, it's a podcast, but it's also a radio show on NPR. And so, um, you know, knowing the background of how he built his shows was just interesting as I heard him on the radio. My favorite, um, it, it's so hard to choose. I, I started making a list of the ones that I really enjoyed, but I, I'm going to pull out my our interview with Bob Hoffman. So Bob was the ad contrarian. Uh, he's somebody that I followed for quite a while. I've had several of his books and he's kind of been this contrarian voice in the ad agency world for a long time, calling out the ad agency world on the things that they do wrong. So we talked about privacy and the abuse of privacy that advertisers in places like Facebook and Google, uh, what they're doing to consumers and the information that they have and why that's not good and maybe how we as an industry need to start doing something about it. Um, He talked about the focus of youth in advertising agencies and why that hurts the advertising that we have and how so much of what gets created by agencies is focused on the wrong audiences. And uh, it, it was just a really interesting conversation, maybe less applicable to most of our businesses, but eye-opening in the ways that marketing affects a lot of people, not always for good. Yeah. So um, another one that for me is, uh, I guess it's best to say most shocking, most surprising, um, most fun was Drayton Bird, a recent interview with Drayton Bird, um, you know, one of the original Mad Men. And Drayton was just, I mean, I think we both were entertained as we were sitting through that interview and listening to his stories uh, where you're like, this could not possibly be true, but it's true. Um, So beyond his wild stories about being stabbed by his wife and being hit over the head with a plate by his other girlfriend and just stories I think just made my jaw drop as I was listening. There were some really great takeaways in that episode with Drayton. For me, it came down to um, really understanding that his success and the success of other ad men and women during that time, uh, like Ogilvy, was all about the power of being well-read and having a well-furnished mind. And really, it's about reading more, traveling more, saying yes more, having more experiences. And I don't think it necessarily means that you have to lean into experiences where you're going to get stabbed. And like he has crazy stories. Uh, but I think it just helped me think through life differently and just kind of challenge myself to get uncomfortable and try new things and to get out of a routine and to really put myself out there more because that's where we learn and can pull in those experiences into our copy and become a better creative because of that. Yeah, we we when we do an episode, we choose a title and we always try to pick out an idea or something from the episode. And we probably should have just had Drayton's episode called WTF with Drayton Bird. <laughs> there were so many crazy stories. He's so interesting as a human being, yeah. and uh, you know, very clearly from a different time period. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that you could even live a life like he's lived today, but what, what an amazing story. Another one that really stood out to me was our interview with Robert Scrobe, you know, yes. we were, we were friends with Robert and he came on generously shared, 
you know, how he has built his business. And he was really a, a little bit controversial, you know, when he said that there is no future in copywriting. And what he meant by that is that if you're selling yourself as a copywriter, only as a copywriter, that you are probably going to um, not grow like you could if you think about your business in a bigger way. And he talked a lot about choosing a niche and how he niched into the kinds of work that he does. He helps uh, memberships, not just membership sites, but professional memberships grow and you know, serve their clients. And he talked a lot about how he uh, markets himself, not as a copywriter, even though all that he does is copywriting, but as a consultant, as a strategizer, as somebody who helps his clients uh, identify the problems in their business and then overcome them. And literally what he provides for them is copy. Uh, he also talked about how he got his first big clients. And uh, I, it was an idea that we said was worth stealing. You know, he used to, or what he did is he hired a VA to find uh, a couple hundred potential clients that he wanted to work with. And he started sending them a print newsletter, about four pages, you know, articles that he would write. I think he cross posted those, that content on his website. And then he would send it out to people along with, you know, sales information and how he could help. It was basically a sales pitch that he was sending people in the mail month after month after month. And a lot of those people that he was reaching out to realized as they would read that content that they needed his help. And I just thought that was a fantastic idea, certainly worth stealing in and using in other niches. Uh, but his interview, uh, you know, if I were to say of all of the interviews we've talked about that might be most useful to copywriters, this one certainly in the top three or four. No, I agree. And even though Glenn was my favorite, uh, because I'm a fangirl, this, this interview with Robert Scrobe is definitely the one I've referred to the most. And I feel like as we interview these different guests, so many of the lessons really kind of make their way into what we talk about in the think tank mastermind and the underground. And so much of what we've learned from Robert Scrobe has showed up in our conversations with copywriters. So um, I think this is a big change for a lot of copywriters to make because we show up as copywriters. That's our identification. That's usually our title. And he's just flipped that over and said, stop doing that. You are a problem solver. You're not just a copywriter. And that's been really helpful for me. And I've seen it help other copywriters as we think through what we're doing and how we work with clients. Um, we are solving problems. We are problem solvers. And it's empowering to view myself as a problem solver rather than just a copywriter. Because copy is a piece of what I do, but it's not everything that I do. Yeah. I think a good one-two punch with that interview also is our interview with Adam Benzman, which I think was the week before that we talked to Robert. And Adam shared his strategies for growing a very different business, but of you know a similar size and how he uh, radically protects his personal time, how he only works with a certain kind of client, how he, he niched by the problem that he could solve as opposed to the industry or the product that uh, he would create. And listening to the two of those together, Robert and Adam, I think it, it's, it's almost a copywriting course in itself. Yeah, yes. And Adam is speaking at our event, TCC in Real Life, um, in March. So if you want to meet Adam, um, he's been such an active member of the community and is helping so many copywriters. And I know he's just great about answering questions. And so you can meet him and hear him on uh, his presentation in San Diego. Yeah. Another podcast episode that I 
felt was really powerful was the one with Sarah Henson. Sarah is um, a think tank member and a copywriter who really just became a copywriter 18 maybe 20 months ago now. And I think of her like she's been in it for years and years and years, but she was just really vulnerable and opened up in this conversation about her anxiety and how hard it can be as a business owner, especially when you're going through divorce and you're supporting children and you're a copywriter. And at the same time, you lose one of your, um, your, main clients. And so she talks through those struggles and also a lot of the successes she's had because she's had 11K months and her business has continued to grow and, and have success after success. Uh, but she talks about you know how it's, it's not easy. And I think when I listen to that episode, I just realize uh, how important it is to ask for help, which was the main lesson Sarah shared with us, how that's the biggest change she's made in her business is seeking help, asking for help from other copywriters, and also just the importance of strength and resilience, which I think Sarah embodies. Yeah, Sarah's been a member of our think tank. And so we've been able to see her grow her business. And she has accomplished some amazing things. And I just, it was fun listening to her talk about how her business has changed over the the course of the last year and the goals that she's reached. She's done, like we said, uh, you know, she went through all of those challenges, but at the same time, she was able to earn enough to, you know, buy a home and, you know, to set herself up in other ways. And so it was great to listen to her share that story as well. I also liked our interview with Austin Mullins. And Austin is kind of an unassuming guy. He is very young, uh, or at least he looks very young. And he came onto the podcast and shared his sales process. And I, I just remember at the end of that interview, just being uh, really wowed by how thoughtful he has been about his sales process, how he you know sells copy, how he sells uh, you know content. He talked about some of the mistakes that copywriters and others make during the sales process. And he even talked about how he started way back in high school as a copywriter. Yeah, he was 17. And, yeah. And now, and he was, I think at one point he was balancing three businesses. I don't think he's doing that anymore, but he's growing his content agency and doing some amazing things. And, uh, you know, for copywriters who struggle with the sales process, with knowing what questions to ask, with knowing how to present themselves, that interview with Austin Mullins, I think is a really good one. Yeah, that that episode was basically a training on how to sell. So if you struggle with sales or you just want some new ideas um, about how to how to construct a consultative sales call, uh, Austin just yeah he really brought. It. I remember thinking the same thing at the end of the episode. I was like, this was basically a workshop on how to sell. Uh, so thank you, Austin, for for That's giving us good. that. Another one was our episode with Lauren Hazel, which I felt like was just such a fun episode because I didn't know much about Lauren's backstory and how she got into copywriting. So we kind of walked through that episode as more following her timeline and her path and um, talking about how she started off by making cold calls and calling people on the phone as an introvert, which most of us would never do. But she did it, made 20 calls a day. For I don't know for how long, and she took a lot of lessons on how to sell and how to connect with people from those phone calls. And then beyond that, what I took out of that episode um, was about how to create different offers in your business. And Lauren's really good at that. So one of her offers is in-house training. And so she'll go in to companies of different sizes 
and train their marketing team. And she gets paid whether it's like a two-hour session or maybe it's an all-day session. And she gets paid well to do that type of training. And as I've talked to other copywriters over the last few months, I feel like this is a really great opportunity for all of us if that's of interest to you and it excites you to go in-house and train a company and a team. But there's a really good way to make money, to meet in person with a team, to potentially even build out a larger package where you go in for a day and then maybe you work with them on an ongoing basis online after that. So Lauren talks through how she packages that, how she prices it, how she sells it in that episode. Yeah, it was really interesting to watch or to listen to her talk through how she does that. And workshops are a huge opportunity, I think, for a lot of copywriters. When you talk about being more persuasive or using the tactics and strategies that we understand as copywriters and helping marketing teams in a corporate environment understand some of those things, there's definitely opportunities for at least some of us to add that to our product suite. All right, let's talk about a couple more. I feel like we could just keep going. Yeah, we could keep going. And and maybe I'll keep a couple of these other ones just a little shorter. But I really enjoyed our interview with Patsy Kenny. Patsy does event planning. She talked about, uh, she has had some personal struggles this past year and, and talked a bit about that. Uh, but I was just really impressed at how positive she is in her outlook in life and her approach to branding and helping people brand events and create events that are really life-changing. Just a really interesting episode. And another opportunity for at least some copywriters to add events of some kind to the the products that they offer. She even talked about how she started creating uh, her first event, I think was around her kitchen table and just inviting a few guests to join, you know, for a meal and and to hang out. And uh, it was just kind of a fun uh, episode to, to get to know her better. Yeah. And that's, and we've seen that happen too. We've seen more copywriters host their own events. I mean, we're hosting our own event um, and seeing, you know, Prerna Malik is hosting different workshops, in-person workshops, you know, Tarzan and Sage have their new event that will become an annual event as well. So it's definitely good to think about the event and experience side of all of our businesses, even if you're not ready to jump in and plan your own event. Yeah. There's something about even just understanding how events work, you know, engaging with a client it, at some level is an event. And if we can treat those customer experiences that we have as events and maybe borrow some of the things that events do really well in, in creating a great customer experience for our clients, you know, th- then the whole process goes a lot better. All right. Another one that we have to mention is the number one most downloaded episode with Nikita Morel. Um, Nikita is a member of our think tank. And so we've seen her growth firsthand. But there's so many things I love about Nikita. Um, but what we talk about in that episode is prospecting and how she's grown her business and um, found really great clients in her niche architecture from prospecting, which I feel like so many copywriters, you know, are struggling to find clients and this is a great way to start. So she talks through her prospecting process. And then she also talks about, you know, how she's only been in her business for three years and she's now taking huge projects, you know, 20K projects and is her roster is filled. She has a wait list. She is the go-to marketer and copywriter and problem solver in the architecture space. And she's really become a category of one. She's done so many things right in her business that we talk about in that episode. But also what impresses me the most is that she's grown her business and she only works two and a half days a week. And 
it's great. And I say only works two and a half days a week, but she works two and a half days a week because she also is growing a family at the same time. She has a baby and a toddler. And so she's had so much success while, while juggling and being really smart about how she spends her time. Yeah, she is one of the most down-to-earth, humble people that I think I've ever met. And she she is a total case study in choosing a niche. And when she was telling us about how she chose her niche, she was even very honest about how she had doubts you know, as to whether it was the right step forward or not. And you mentioned the outreach that she's done. She did some really a, a series of really cool video teardowns aimed at her target audience that I think has um, – done really well for her in attracting even more clients. She's just an amazing person. And that episode, there's a reason it was the most downloaded of the year. And it, it really is a, a great discussion. Uh, I would also mention our interview with Laura Lopich. Uh, you know, she was in the top 10. As far as usable information and something that a lot of beginning copywriters uh, may want to check out, you know, we talked with Laura about cold pitching, about how to personalize a cold pitch so that it you know, feels more uh, warm and um, agreeable and welcome. She shared phrases and subject lines that get results for her. And she even shared with us an example of her pitch as she read through it and offered at the end of it to give uh, samples of the templates that she's used to generate twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 of business in, in her own copywriting business. And so that's another one that people may want to check out. All right. Also, see, we can just keep going. Uh, our interview with Nigel Stevens was also worth listening to. Um, Nigel also spoke at our Think Tank event in Barcelona. So it was fun to meet him in person right after we had this podcast interview. But what Nigel's done so well in his business is think through his pricing. And um, so he's charging a lot and he's pricing really intelligently, thinking through value-based pricing. So ever since we've talked to him about this, it's changed the way I look at, at pricing completely. And he basically helps um, you think through pricing so that you disconnect the price from the set deliverables. And as copywriters, we typically connect those two and we want to charge per deliverable or charge per hour. And he disconnects it so that you're really focused on solving problems. And measuring that and ultimately aligning the work you do to those metrics that you set for the problem that you're solving. So it's a really great process to think through how to charge your clients um, in a way that works for your client because you're solving a problem for them and they get to see the results with the set metrics. And then you get paid for the value that you're providing. So if you want to dig more into that, it's worth checking out that episode. But I think that's going to have a big impact on the way that copywriters charge in their proposals. Yeah, we didn't talk about it on the podcast interview with him, but when Nigel presented in Barcelona, he shared his formula for, you know, talking through how his work creates value and it was another, you know, million dollar idea and uh so it, we've learned a lot from Nigel. He's really smart and somebody worth listening to. Two other episodes that we should mention, they kind of go together. And those are our interviews with Bridget Lyons and May K. Sang. And both of them talked about pitching podcasts. They shared 
you know, successes and failures. They shared their uh, pitch templates and, you know, the way that we can be more effective in pitching podcasts. Uh, both of them actually help people pitch podcasts in their niches and, and to, you know, get onto more shows in order to make that part of their marketing strategy. And both of them are worth a listen. If you want to be on podcasts, if you want to be interviewed and share your thinking and your ideas with your uh, target market. Yeah. And podcasting is not going anywhere anytime soon. So this is such an effective marketing tool and um, it's a great way to get in the ear of your ideal clients for half an hour or an hour and build trust quickly and ultimately land more clients or grow your list, um, whatever those goals are for you. And Bridget and Maykay are both passionate about it and uh, work with clients. I'm actually working with Bridget Lyons now. And um, it's been really helpful in my business so far as we're ramping up and pitching more podcasts together. So those are I, maybe our top picks, uh, or at least some of our favorites from this year. The all-time list uh, is a little bit different. So all-time downloads, obviously, episodes that have been around for a couple of years have even more time to gain listeners. And our all-time most listened to episode is our interview with McCall Izikowitz. And she shared you know, how she's used LinkedIn to grow her business. She shared some of the successes that she's had. Uh, she's another person who over the course of three years has just built an amazing, amazing business. And uh, you know, if you want to listen to something that we recorded before 2019, her uh, episode is certainly worth going back and revisiting. And then some of the others that are top all time, you know, our very first interview with Kaylee Moore, that was episode number one. Our interview with Bond Halbert is number three all time. Our second interview with Tarzan K, where we talked about day rates, is our number four all time. And our number five all time is one of our favorite people that we've ever interviewed. And we've had him interview us. And that was Ry Schwartz, our interview with him. And that was clear back in episode number two. Well, back in the day. Um, so we gave you enough podcasts to listen to. Hopefully there's one or two that grabbed your interest or would be useful to you that you can check out. We'll link to all of these episodes that we mentioned in the show notes uh, so you can have easy access to them. And we want to thank everyone that we interviewed in 2019 because there were, there were so many favorites and we, Rob and I could really continue going and chatting about all of them and chat for the next three or four hours but we won't bore you with that. Yeah, we could easily do that. I think <laughs> the thing about this podcast and you know it's it's always been free, it'll always be free, but it really truly is a weekly masterclass on ideas that you can use in your business as a copywriter to grow. And whether that's, you know, ideas for new products, ideas for processes that you can try, ideas for getting clients, ideas for improving your copy, the people that we come that we invite onto the show are so generous in sharing what they're doing in their businesses. And they're sharing it for free. And it, you know, it's 45 minutes to an hour's worth of time with experts who are doing some really amazing things. It's a great habit to incorporate to just you expose yourself to those ideas on a weekly basis. And if not, if you're not doing that with our podcast, you should certainly find podcasts that do it and help you grow your business in some way in the future. Or start your own podcast because then you will have your own masterclass that you can curate on your own. So, um, that's it for us. You know, we mentioned the big event. We hope to see you at the event in San Diego this March um, and in the underground this month as we launch that. And anything else, Rob, I'm missing? I think that's it for now. <laughs> keep, 
people listening to the podcast, if you like what you hear on the podcast, we would really appreciate a review in yeah. the iTunes store. We haven't asked for those uh, for quite a while, uh, but it does help people find the uh, the podcast and maybe learn from some of the experts that you're also learning from. So if you have enjoyed what we share on a regular basis, week in, week out, uh, you could pay us back just a little bit by adding a review in the iTunes store so that others can find it. And we really appreciate your review when you add that. All right. Thank you. I think that's it. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Copywriter Club podcast with Kira Hug and Rob Marsh. Music for the show is a clip from Gravity by Whitest Boy Alive, available in iTunes. If you like what you've heard, you can help us spread the word by subscribing in iTunes and by leaving a review. For show notes, a full transcript, and links to our free Facebook community, visit thecopywriterclub.com. We'll see you next episode.